0: Some music. it kind of happened really organically really like spontaneously it's not just going in there and making a noise folks
1: <laughs> the classic rock files with kelly parker good to be back let's get started here it can finally be told the full story least according to the new Eddie Van Halen biography called Unchained, coming out in mid-December. Paul Stanley has admitted that he and KISS manager Bill O'Coin turned down the opportunity to work with Van Halen in 1976 in order to protect KISS. That has never been the story, but this is what he says... KISS went to Los Angeles in late October of 76 in order to tape a three-song KISS performance for the Paul Lind Halloween special. I know I watched that at the time as a KISS maniac. Maybe you did as well. You can find it online. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons decided to stick around for a week or so in order to check out Hollywood nightlife and the party scene. So a few days later on November 2nd, At the invitation of DJ and club guy, legendary in Los Angeles, although I don't know why, you can look up a documentary on him called The Mayor of the Sunset Strip, and you'll wonder why as well. Guy's name is Rodney Bingenheimer. So he invites the two guys from Kiss Out, Gene and Paul, and they visit the Starwood Club to check out two unsigned local acts, a band called The Boys and Van Halen. And of course it was Van Halen who captured the attention of Gene and Paul. Simmons later told the LA Times, I was thinking, my effing God, listen to these guys. As soon as Eddie started playing, the thing that struck me right away was that he was amazingly fast and light on touch. He was just swimming over that fretboard, and I couldn't believe the control he had. Everybody's head just turned around like Linda Blair in The Exorcist. What is that? So Bingenheimer takes Simmons backstage after the show to introduce him to the boys in Van Halen. And Simmons immediately expressed a desire to work with the group, offering to sign them to his management label, Man of a Thousand Faces, and to produce a demo for them to shop to record labels. This is all detailed in the excellent book called Van Halen Rising. Well worth a read. So true to his words, Simmons books studio time for the Van Halen guys at Village Recorders in Santa Monica the next day, then pays for the band to fly to New York to finish the tape at Electric Lady Studios. So then Simmons takes these demos featuring, among other songs, Running With The Devil and Somebody Get Me A Doctor to his manager, Bill O'Coin, who claimed not to hear anything special about Van Halen. Simmons says, everybody shrugged their shoulders and went, so what? And I'm going, you're killing me. What do you mean, so what? Listen to that. So Simmons says, I tore up the contract and said, you guys are free. I said, we're going out on tour. When I get back, if you don't have a deal, I'll come back. I'll try to help you. But right now, I don't feel ethical in shopping your tape because the rest of the guys don't get it. Now, Paul Stanley admits to this writer of this new book on Eddie Van Halen that this assessment by the guys who didn't get it It had nothing to do with Van Halen and everything to do with managing Gene Simmons Stanley says quote we didn't want to take Van Halen on because we were trying to hold Gene in check Gene is often more concerned and this is just part of his personality with Gene and it wasn't going to be to our benefit for him to run off and get involved with something else were Van Halen undeniable absolutely were they fabulous yeah did they have what it took absolutely but we had to take care of Kiss and the way to protect Kiss at that time was to pull the reins." in on gene it's that simple of course as we know now at the insistence of label exec vice president producer ted templeman warner would sign van halen four months later and the rest is history Okay, if you watch any college football down in the States, you know those stadiums, 70, 100,000 people, whatever it is. And when they get riled up, it is unbelievable. Maybe you heard about this. Virginia Tech's usage of Metallica's Enter Sandman as their football entry theme. It's one of the greatest musical traditions in college football down in the States. In fact, at this year's home opener... The reaction was so intense, it registered on a seismograph in the area. James Hetfield was asked about it, and he shared how he felt when he watched the footage himself.
0: I tell you, even just talking about it, I got goosebumps. It was spectacular. Yeah, the VT game, everyone jumping. I mean, the military, the crowd, the team. I mean, everybody. Everybody. And I tell you, it has been an eight-year kind of progression with it. But to be a part of their lives, be a part of their team, and to pump people up with that, we can sit and try and write something like, oh, we need a song to pump the crowd up, you know. You could can, can try to do that, but it's not going to work. It's just not. So all of these things happened for a reason. It was out of, out of our hands, out of our control. I mean, those fans, they're the ones that made that. I mean, they needed that. So they found our song and we we got chosen for that so we're grateful
1: i posted a story including that video and the audio and the seismograph paper readout on our facebook page you should check it out it is nuts and finally a vince neal health fitness update <laughs> in case you missed this one oh vince he's trying out a new toning machine in an effort to get in shape for Motley Crue's upcoming stadium tour. Of course, you know he was humiliated back in June when uh, the stadium tour was supposed to get underway, and uh, of course it was postponed for a year. He went out and attempted to do a solo show, lost his voice halfway through. Not good. So, Vince Neil has revealed he's using M Sculpt Neo, which is a revolutionary new treatment. Supposedly, builds muscle and reduces fat using both radio frequency and high-intensity electromagnetic energies. Neil took to his Insta to share video of him, what appears to be his home gym, and he wrote an accompanying message: "Quote, trying it all. Check out M Sculpt Neo abs. They say it's twenty thousand crunches in just thirty minutes." Sound too good to be true? This is not what he said. This is what I'm saying. It, it probably is. 20,000 crunches in 30 minutes. Now, last year, fashion and beauty influencer and former Miss Universe Olivia Culpo, never heard of her, revealed she was using the same technology machine as a way to get back in shape without having to feel like you're not giving it your all. I, I feel like if you're using a machine to do the work for you, you might feel like you're not giving it your all. In any case, this is what she said. So apparently this procedure is, quote, done in office, needle-free, doesn't require any downtime. By the way, I'm not endorsing it. Neither are we. I've never heard of it. Technology uses energy waves that cause your muscles to fire up to 20,000 times per 30-minute session for simultaneous deep tissue muscle building, remodeling, and fat burn. I wonder what Dr. Ho would have to say about this. Uh. (laughs) Oh, Vince. Good luck to you. That is the classic Rock Files.